Hey everyone, welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast where the best conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between happen over coffee. I'm your host Alyssa and I'm so excited to be here as always. But before we dive into today's episode, I did want to just express my gratitude for all of you tuning in and also express that I hope you are all staying safe, staying healthy, and most importantly, doing your part in staying home to flatten the curve and, you know, practice just really great hygiene because it is important now more than ever that we just show up and do our part and really just, you know, kind of navigate all of that what's happening in the world with grace and just by being present so i i just want you all to know that we're sending you and your loved ones so much love during this time of uncertainty i know it's super hard to accept everything that is going on in the world but i know we're slowly adapting and adjusting and i wanted to come on here and just share that whatever you're feeling right now is completely valid and i'm here for you if you just want to send a message to me at coffee and convos or at lissamopia or anywhere on futures past like if you just need an extra like shoulder to lean on we are here for you and that brings us to today's episode which i am very very excited about this has been a long time coming and i am such a big fan of ashley's today we're chatting with ashley graham she is a san diego based publicist and brand strategist she's a content creator and the host of the series coffee babble In this episode, we chat all about the emotional connections that are built through branding, the intention with what we create and what we consume, and the importance of showing up to share how we're feeling during this uncertain time as a way to really unify our communities. So grab your coffee or your favorite way to stay fueled for the day, and let's get this conversation started. Hey, Ashley. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. I feel like we could just heart eyes at each other all day long. It's like it's so nice to actually just like see your face. Yeah, same. And I know in the midst of all of this coronavirus craziness, like I'm really grateful that you came through and we're able to record this episode and just chat about all the things. Yes, it's so nice to be in the comfort or even just the... I don't know, the space of just good people. I think Mm. ultimately we need that right now. So very grateful for this opportunity. (laughs) So grateful, so grateful. Um, So before we kind of dive into some exciting topics that we're going to talk about, (laughs) I'd love to hear more about your story because I know you as like this PR expert and also like the owner of Brandesso brand studio and also a lover of coffee as well so (laughs) I'd love to hear more about like how you got here and how it all started for you yeah well I don't know it's always hard for me to think about kind of like the starting point of what really got me you know, kind of where I am, um, other than just kind of leaning in and just letting life and experiences kind of unfold the way that they're supposed to. So I've been, 
I don't know, on a marketing and communications path since I was a junior going into my senior year of high school. And a lot of times when I reflect on, you know, people who have been really good influences in my life and a lot of what I, what I do and what I think about obviously is so business oriented and, you know, that's just always in the forefront of my mind most of the time. But thinking back on what kind of led me on that path from day one was I had a teacher in high school who was just so, just so motivating. And she, I can't even, it's so hard to put in words, but it was like, it's almost like thinking about the energy that you have between Mm. people and how Mm -hmm. they're an influence for you. She just could recognize my abilities of like what I brought to the table, whether that was projects in our marketing class. And so she definitely kind of nudged me into pursuing, you know, my my career in marketing. We had this um, high school group called DECA, which I don't know is fits necessarily like super popular on the West Coast, but I know it's pretty active in the Midwest and then the East Coast. So essentially what it is, is they bring in high school and college students into this organization to where they can learn, you know, business tactics, um, do resume building, anything that's around business and how they can just kind of further their career sets before they, you know, graduate Mm -hmm. high school and college just to kind of get them in the the mindset of thinking about what it is that they want to do, you know, in their adult life. (laughs) And you know, the teacher, she was like, I don't really care if you want to be a part of this organization or not. Like I'm looping you in obviously (laughs) in a nicer way than that. But you know, she was like, you really need to join this organization. I think you'd get a lot of benefit from it. So next thing you know, I'm the scene, um, what was it? The secretary of the group. And next thing you know, I'm going to different conferences as a senior in, in high school, like having to dress up in business clothes, like suits, jackets, like going to these conferences and actually like sitting in on seminars, listening to speakers, listening to people who are promoting different schools to go to and So there was a lot of just career building that kind of took place while I was still in high school, which was fantastic. And I guess one of my my biggest anchor points of that moment in my life is I also started competing for different um, avenues of marketing. And because I've always been kind of very fluent in the retail space, um, I actually was a sales associate in a retail store. Uh, That was my Mm -hmm. first job which kind of led me into my my degree in fashion marketing and management, which I don't actually promote a lot. I think I maybe should kind of say that's like, yeah, so a lot of my marketing comes from like the retail um, and the fashion side of things. But I just remember I was competing for the retail division um, as a senior in high school, and I took third place out of the entire state of Missouri in that, in that group. So, and I mean, I was competing against like over 250 plus students in the entire state. So, wow. um, obviously just a very quirky story. Um, but it's just, <laughs> you know, anytime that I do like think and reflect, it all kind of starts in that moment because, you know, when you're in that age of 17, 18 years old, like you just start thinking differently and you start acting, acting differently and you just start to really, you know, think about, you know, where you want to go in your Mm -hmm. life from there. So that's always a fun story to kind of think about. 
But yeah, um, so as you can say, or as I said, I'm originally <laughs> from Missouri. <laughs> and so I moved out to San Diego not shortly after graduating high school. And I've just been out here ever since. So coming up on 12 years. Ooh. So went to school, did my, my fashion marketing and management thing. And the rest is not history, but kind of history. There's like just so many different pivots that I've done in my career leading up to the start of my company and that's like a whole novel yeah. in itself. <laughs> Tell us about that though, because I feel like I love that story. It really, because I haven't taken advantage of opportunities like that in school. And I haven't had like the, I haven't had that like person, that teacher to like push me in that direction. I've always wanted like a Mr. Feeney, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. From like Boy Meets World or something. But, um, you know, I've never had that connection with like a mentor or even a teacher. And even up until honestly recently, um, have I even had anyone to really like model my career after aside from like people that I don't even know in person, like Marie Forleo or mm. Oprah or like Rachel Hollis, right? Like for those like I think it's amazing that you were able to find someone that could see that within you because I think it's hard for a lot of us even to find that support and even to, because like, that's what we need, right? Like when we, when we're like starting to just consider what we want to do in life to have any type of support, whether it's through family, through a mentor or teacher, or just like a figure person, like, and like, I had no idea which direction to look towards and I think it's super cool and then like you transitioned here and you started your business so I'd love to hear about that and how you were able to like you know move all the way here to the west coast and then kind of transition into starting your business yeah so again I, I moved here fairly young mm -hmm. but the good thing about the move is I already had kind of my path kind of set up for me when I came out here, which definitely makes the transition a lot easier. Um, but it was very interesting because, you know, where I'm from, it's not necessarily that small of a town, but when you take any town really in Missouri compared to San Diego, I mean, it's vastly different. Just, you know, the pace, people, cultures. Um, you, I definitely immersed myself into just kind of like this whole um, different environment, but it was fun because opportunities were endless. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what my mindset kind of embodied like when I moved out here and it still kind of resonates very true, like still to this day. But yeah, I guess <laughs> my kind of start into entrepreneurship was very unorthodox or maybe it was orthodox. Maybe it was the way that it was always supposed to be. I don't know. I don't think anybody ever really knows. But, you know, going to school and my program that I attended specifically, like it was entrepreneurship over and over and over again. Like all of our projects that we had to do were so business focused. Like I had to create new concepts, new brands, and then actually like apply the skills and the education and the learnings, teachings, everything that we were kind of taking advantage of or being a part of, like I had to create multiple businesses before I even graduated college. And I still to this day have, you know, a few examples of 
you know, a cosmetic company that I wanted to launch. Um, I wanted to launch, you know, other, other lines of like larger tier companies, you Mm -hmm. know, so it was like everything that I've just been doing over the last, you know, 12 years have just been so entrepreneurial focused, but kind of just to kind of speed all of that up, you know, and this is why I didn't just take the leap graduating college and just starting you know, my own company from scratch because I had so many ideas and so many things I could have launched if I had maybe more of the confidence and the understanding of how I needed to apply certain things or even the drive. But, and then this is like a whole other conversation on its own, but it's like when you're a recent graduate, like you just need to kind of do whatever it is that you can to like find a job because then Mm. next thing you know, student loans hit and it just kind of just instills this panic a little bit and you just have to take step by step just to, you know, just to kind of survive. Right. And so there was a few incredible opportunities that I had of like working with other companies more so in the startup space, but they were just never really in alignment with what I wanted to do long-term and they never really encompassed like who I was as a whole. And back in March of 2016 was when I actually decided to kind of take a little bit more of my efforts outside of working full-time and think about what I really wanted to do. And kind of just like a side project that I was doing, I was a lifestyle blogger and a creator I've always been creating content since I was 20, 21 years old. A lot of people don't know this, but I actually did makeup tutorials and makeup reviews on YouTube, which that was like my first introduction to doing any type of video uh, content. And it was all streamed from this handy cam that was like $50. I don't know how much it was, but it was actually a gift. And I don't know, I just, my downtime, it was never towards more of like the social aspect, like obviously working full time, any time that I had outside of that, it was Mm -hmm. always going towards content, whether that was again, blogging, doing video, whatever it may be. And so I don't know, it just finally clicked one day and I was like, well, if I've already been doing this for myself and being a blogger and a content creator, and I'm going to say content creator, not influencer, because I feel that they're just so one and the same these days that I think we just kind of need to relabel it. Mm. But I had the opportunity to work with brands like all over the world. Like I worked with brands down in Mexico and I was here in San Diego. I worked with brands up in Vancouver. I worked in like worked with brands that were literally, I can't even like list all of where they come from. I'd have to probably focus on that to see where exactly everything came from. But that just shows the power of dominating the online space. Like there is opportunity. So kind of still being in that mindset, the opportunities are endless Mm -hmm. and like being now more active online, there's definitely a lot more to that. But I just got to thinking, I was like, well, if I'm already doing this for brands and obviously it was just collaboration, you know, I'd got a lot of product, (laughs) a lot of product. Never complain about that. Um, But it was just fun just to, you know, try it out, test it, see how it worked, see how they kind of promoted their stuff on social media and then also or social media or their blogs um, and how they worked with other bloggers and whatnot and just really creating pieces that were unique to my style, but then also unique to the brand. And so I was like, why don't I do this as like an actual business? Mm. And so when I filed or when I launched the company, I should say, in March of 2016, that was kind of where the thought process came from. 
And yeah, I guess when it became my full-time focus, I actually was just kind of thrown into it. I was not ready, not prepared. And I don't even know if I was confident enough, but you or I was left with, I guess, a decision to make that it's like I either run and go and get another job and kind of like escape away from obviously the thing that I want to do the most, just based out of comfort, security, and whatever else like, you know, jobs kind of provide you with. It's a lot of stability. Or I actually just kind of like throw it all up in the air and just be like, okay, well, whatever lands or whatever sticks is what I'm going to run with. And so that was back in May of 2017. And now I'm still running my own company. Never thought that I was going to be into it as long as I have been because <laughs> I'm like I have no expectations you know I'm just gonna like try this out see how it goes but I mean I'm still here and even through very difficult times it's still kind of lingering around so that shows there's something there yeah I'm just trying to fine-tune it a little bit <laughs> yeah no I absolutely love it also I had no idea about the whole makeup tutorial I know. thing I'm like <laughs> Are those videos still up? Uh, they were up until about maybe seven or eight months ago. And oh, I was like, wow. I have to figure out how to log into this account. And I made it all <laughs> private because they are embarrassing. And maybe because I'm my own worst critic. But, <laughs> I mean, one quality was so poor, like mm. back then. Um, just a lot different than, you know, the technology capabilities of, you know, equipment now these days. But I still have them. But you have to so really cool. beg me to maybe like post one of those. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that, you know, you've always kind of stuck to your roots in a sense. And it's like, you don't really know what that looks like or how it's going to transcend into the real world, I suppose. And you made it through like creating content of your own and then also creating content for others now mm -hmm. and you know your focus being on PR and branding and stuff like that I think it's so powerful because it's just like there's so much that happens behind the scenes when it comes to branding that I don't think a lot of people are aware about because like even when people come to us at Futures Pass it's always like I want this video and I want this, this, and this. And we're like, oh, great. Do you have like a um, brand guide already? Do you have like these assets? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, that means I don't think you're ready for our services, you know, or maybe like it wouldn't be to the scale that you imagine it to be because it's just like, there's so many other steps to do before you even get to the visual content part or piece of things that um, a lot of people don't really understand right away. People are like, I want that music video like Drake's, you know, and I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be a huge budget for one. Yeah. <clears throat> and secondly, it's just like, you don't have a lot of the backing yet, you know, to execute something like that. It's just like, you want people to see this. So it's just like, what are you doing behind the scenes to get there? So I'd love to hear from you, from like this PR <laughs> perspective, <clears throat> excuse me, and just really hear like coming from you, like you're an expert in so many different things and it all aligns under the same umbrella, right? I'd love to hear just why it's important for people to develop that and to keep that in mind is just like how 
branding is so important as well as how to maintain those relationships and build that presence online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think branding to me, first and foremost, is it's not necessarily the, the illusion of a brand. So a lot of that is like visuals, um, whether that's your, your graphics, your photos, your videos. Obviously, that's a huge part of branding, but I think ultimately branding is the emotional connection that you make with the people that you're either working with or the people that come across your, your brand, your business, and like they connect with you. And so a lot of this goes back to the conversation aspect of it too, but it's like branding is, it's such a, an accumulation of like content and conversation and yeah, I kind of lost where I was going with that. (laughs) I think kind of like what, you know, branding is to me essentially. Yeah. And so, yeah, like branding, I think is just ultimately the emotional connection that you make with the people who are coming across your brand because obviously you want to make a lasting impression on them whether that's the words that you use in your copy the way that you promote other people whether that's your clients or your collaborators or your influencers the way that you promote and bring kind of the the attention to them as well because they're a derivative of your brand as well and so I just feel it's if you think about the the infinity symbol like that's for some reason the first thing that comes up to my mind to kind of, you know, put this into a symbol that it's like there's all these aspects of brandings that they work all just simultaneously with each other. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of circles back to. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely that synergy mm-hmm. of like, yeah, once you put all of this like content out there, like how do you keep that conversation going, right? You like, there's so many pieces to the puzzle, I feel. And it's just like some people feel especially if they're just like maybe starting out in the digital space and they don't even know like you know what what do I even do like you put like a photo of yourself on your profile pic and then you like fill out your bio and then like your first post like what is it gonna be right and it's just like you could I remember I'm like looking back at my Instagram post and like I remember it was like a plate of food you know what I'm saying like it was like at a buffet and we're celebrating my grandma's birthday or something I was like yay on plate two (laughs) like hanging out with my family and then just seeing how like I'm getting on a whole different topic, but basically like thinking about how different it is now to approach social media in like a personal brand uh, perspective Mm -hmm. versus what it was before was just like, here's just a library of like random shit (laughs) that I'm experiencing at this moment. And I feel like there's so many ways to approach these conversations and connections online. And I think it's amazing. Like what you do is because like you give your clients this opportunity to be seen by more people than maybe what they're used to. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just like having that publicity and having that opportunity to share their story is huge because I, there's so many creators like ourselves and, just like smaller brands who don't have the opportunity to do that and maybe don't even know how to do that, but then they want to like figure out how to do that, you know? Yeah. So I'd love to hear like, what are some of your tips of like, how can we show up on social media for ourselves and for our community kind of like moving forward, especially with like all of this stuff going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's, um, there's a balance between, I think, mindset and then also 
execution. Mm. And I think from the mindset side, and this is just kind of like a little plug of what I posted on LinkedIn recently that got so much more engagement on it than I ever thought it would have. But this is definitely more from the PR side. And it's like, I think your social media posts are essentially many press releases about your brand because now a lot of social media posts, the most engaged and so the ones that generate a lot of conversation conversation are such long form posts that it's like we have so much to say and you're cover you're covering how that's gonna relate ultimately like to your audience mm. and your followers. But like PR and even social media, I think the most success comes from the mindset that it's not about you. It's about the value that you're bringing to those who it's going to resonate with. And so that's a little bit more of the mindset side that it's just like maybe stepping away more from the vanity of what social media expresses and just focusing on more of like the value of the content that you're putting out there. Mm. Now, when it comes to the content and if you're, especially from the personal brand, you can use your, your photos and it's you on video. So obviously it's you, 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 you're the one that's on the camera. You're the one that's showing up. But I think it's just the energy that you bring to it that it's like, I'm using myself as like the light for you to hear the message that I want to share with you. So Mm -hmm. a lot of that is just making sure that like the direction and the intention that you're putting into the content you're putting out there for yourself ultimately has the benefit of others in mind who are going to get value out of that. Yeah. And I think again, kind of staying within the mindset side in the time that we are in is just showing up and being compassionate and maybe understanding about a lot of the emotions that a lot of people are feeling. So keeping that in mind. And then the other aspect of it more from the execution is don't let the feeling of having to like shrink and kind of because I mean, we're all kind of on lockdown right now, mm-hmm. right? And so because we're physically on lockdown, that wants us to kind of mentally be in lockdown too. And it kind of, sh- you know, creates this dynamic where you're just like, oh, I just, am, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. But I think now more than ever, we need to hear how everyone is feeling because that kind of unites us. And I mean, it can be as imperfect or perfect as you want it to be. But I think ultimately just showing up and even just like, maybe fighting your inner critic too, that it's like this inner critic's like, oh, no matter what I put out there right now, no one's going to resonate it. Well, who cares what you're saying, inner critic? Like, I'm still going to show up anyways because Mm. half the time that's just kind of our own confliction a little bit. That's not real reality. And so still just kind of pushing the boundaries of putting yourself out there regardless of how you might be feeling because I think again more than ever now we need that we need whatever is going to unify unify us absolutely and yeah everyone like they're like we were talking about before we started recording that there's it seems like there's two different realities that people are, are coming from and one is like creating positive content and trying to encourage other people, giving them that like empowerment of like, we could get through this. And then there's like the other side of it where people are more so operating in fear and scarcity and just like, you know, just being very negative online. And it's also talking, it's also another conversation about like consuming, being more mindful of what we consume online. And I feel like 
all of the media just in the last few weeks and like for the record it is like what march 21st so just in the last week alone like every single day like there's been breaking news after national emergency announcement after everything and here we are in san diego on like you know shelter in place enforcement and it's just like wow like literally everything is changing so quickly and to see people navigate like online like either creating really negative content and just adding to that fear that we already have versus creating positive content of like you know what like i know this is happening but like here are some resources for like the students that don't you know, who are stuck at home, but maybe don't have a meal. Here are some resources for like actual local groceries that you could check out that have like fresh produce and like packages for people. Here are some resources for like, if you are in lockdown with like an abusive partner, you know, there's so many, I feel like there's that unity piece that I really want to focus on and really want to like contribute to and though I don't understand all of it and don't have all the resources I think it's like now more than ever right like it's time we come together and like unify like what do we have to offer and create with one another and like how can we show up and like you know everyone's doing lives right now everyone's on zoom like connecting and it's so beautiful to see and it's just like I want to hear more about like how can we be more understanding and how can we continue to keep creating in this time where it's just like we know there's this like looming unknown certainty right like it's such a weird like place that we're in right now but like how can we navigate through it together and how at least you know in your perspective what do you think we can do to further like push ourselves to stay motivated and keep creating despite our circumstances yeah I think well and this is just maybe I mean I can definitely always speak from personal experience but I don't know this time it's like 50-50. Like some days I am just like so positive and like a positive vibe that I have not felt maybe like ever or at least in a while. But then on the other end of that is like other days I'll wake up and I'm just like, ah, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, no matter if I post today, like, is that really going to shift in my business? So it's like we all we all should. And I believe we all do that. It's just like, we have our perfect days and then we have our not so perfect days and we don't like those days. Yeah. But if anything, those days give us a lot of time to reflect on maybe the little things that we can do to kind of set the mood differently for the next day. And so again, just talking out of personal experience, like I have turned to meditation a lot and a lot about my personality is I definitely go in with the intent of, you know, listening to understand versus listening to respond. And that's even just mentally too, like asking myself, I'm like, okay, well, if this person said this thing, I have an option. I either choose to kind of read with the intent to understand how they might be feeling, or I can listen to intent, like with the intent of like, responding a lot of times I just kind of like do that dialogue within myself and I was like you know what 
this doesn't necessarily deserve my energetic response. So I'm just going to like pretend like I didn't read it, pretend that it doesn't even affect me or actually spend time to be like, okay, well, if that was a trigger for me, why was that a trigger and how can I work past it? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a lot of like taking things inwards for yourself because a lot of what we put out there is a projection of kind of like how we're feeling. And so just again, turning inward, meditating. I've been actually doing a lot of journaling, but not in the sense of like journaling to like think about how I'm feeling. But one exercise that I focused on just last night and it was insane that it was like, I just started making a list of every single person that has shown up for me in Mm. just a very unique way over the last week. And again, it doesn't have to be the most biggest grand gestures, even if they just like liked a post of something positive that I was putting out there. I was like, oh my gosh, you showed up for me because you recognized what I was saying. Or if they left a comment and actually really took the time to read what it is that I was putting out there and really respond because they were like, we can just feel like the energy. We feel the light that you're bringing. I'm just like, you're going on this list because you recognized, you know, maybe the shift that I'm even taking on my end to bring better stories to the screen because we're going to be consuming so much information Mm -hmm. here soon that like we need the funny, the quirky, the light, not so much heavy anymore. And it was interesting that like once I started writing down names, like those people like would then either text me or call me and I'm like, wow, see that there's power in just even writing down names, which you're unifying like your community and it's Mm. not, it's not broadcast, you know, obviously I'm talking about it now. So it is kind of broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, it is kind of But it's like after the fact, right? It's after the fact, but it was like you know, going again to like, we need to unify. It's just like, even think about, I don't know, just the people that, again, it doesn't have to be grand gestures, Mm -hmm. but like who is showing up for you in a way that you might need it in that moment. Yeah. And a lot of the messages are like, Hey, we're just hope you're doing okay. That is like the biggest response that I could ever get. And like, Mm -hmm. usually my response, I was like, you just made my day. That meant like, that meant so much to me. Because it really does. Like, it's somebody taking time out of their day and kind of even fighting how they might be, how they might be feeling emotionally mm-hmm. and just still taking that five seconds to see how someone else is doing, which is kind of bringing, again, that other person in the loop of, like, we're in this together. Yeah. So I don't know if that was still on topic. Of no, totally. I was like, like, but I just Wherever think, the conversation goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was like, this is kicking in over here. (laughs) And I'm like, this is why I babble. Coffee babble. (laughs) Shameless plug. Um, Oh my gosh. Um, Before we get into coffee babble though, I would love, well, to just touch on what you said because I love that you are showing up for your community in that way of just like, again, putting your feelings and your reality out there like encouraging people to keep creating and to not not stop pitching themselves and I know this is like a weird time to like feel like we need to put everything on pause but like that momentum still needs to keep going mm-hmm. you know like just for your business for yourself because it's just like think about what would happen if and this is also like self-talk to me like what would happen if literally we just stop operating and then we lose that momentum and then we'd have to start over again yes. especially it's just like hey we don't know how long this will last maybe it'll be like a few weeks or a few months whatever it may be like 
we can't stop during that period Mm -hmm. because it's just like just putting your life on pause for that moment just means like it'll take it'll be like so much harder to get back on track Mm yeah and I love that you were so real about like yes like there are like really really positive days and there's really really crappy days of like you know what I'm feeling so shitty today and like I'm just gonna drink a whole bottle of wine by myself and not think about anything <laughs> and, and it's eat, fine like two pints of ice cream in yes. less than 24 hours Girl. legit <laughs> really man I haven't gone that far yet but, but I'm like you know what <laughs> every single bite I was like I'm enjoying all of yes. this I was like, maybe I'll just get up and, you know, take some paces around my studio to kind of burn it off because, you know, trying to limit my outside time. But yeah, oh my God, it's just more of quirky, but it's like having just no shame. Then it's like, however you want to deal with how mm. you're feeling, just, uh, just let yourself feel it and just yes. kind of sit in it because, and this just goes into a lot of like my practice or things that I've always told myself. It's like if you try to escape how you're feeling, that is going to come back up and it is going to come back mm. up in the not so perfect way that you're going to be like, dang, I probably should have recognized how I was feeling a lot sooner. Yeah. And so anytime that I'm feeling scared, worried, sad, I own it and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to let myself feel everything you kind of feel a little embarrassed at the end you were like oh my gosh why was I feeling all of that but at least you release it Mm -hmm. you know and you made a a key point that it's like the last thing that you want to do is kind of put everything on pause mentally emotionally physically in your business because then you're going to have to rebuild Mm -hmm. and I think I said I think I posted something about this recently that it's just like the last thing that you want to do is have to scramble and fumble to figure out your next steps when it comes to your marketing, when it comes to your content, or if you go so much time without pitching, there is going to be a breaking period. There's, Mm -hmm. there's an expiration date for all of this. And when that ends, people are going to want to be ready to freaking go full force with everything that they've been kind of like pulling back on. So why not? Be diligent about it in this meantime, because then once that expiration date and things break, you're going to be kind of ahead of the game. Right. That's kind of like what we want. And that's what we need right now, too, Mm -hmm. is like we want to once this breaks, we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is the clarity and the confidence or whatever else it brings. Like this is what we've been needing the whole Mm -hmm. time. Now we need to kind of bask and enjoy the fruits of our labor at that time Mm -hmm. that's the right term right yeah exactly yeah (laughs) oh my gosh that's so good um so now we could talk about coffee babble oh definitely that was well maybe that was a little bit of a plug but like (laughs) I actually just branded myself that it's like I when I have a lot of caffeine I was like oh I'm gonna start babbling about a lot of things yeah Oh, so for those of you who don't know, Ashley has this amazing show where, well, you could explain it. I feel like you could explain it best Mm because you're, it's your brand. It's your thing. Like, take it away. (laughs) So I think going back into, you know, being my makeup YouTube creator years ago, like video was always something that I loved, but for the, for some reason I have a block when it comes to social media stories I don't always talk on stories, but like you get me like in front of a camera to film something and put it out there. I'm so much more confident with it. But the initial concept of doing Coffee Babble was essentially talk to talk about things that I'm passionate about with other people. And that's also taking their stories and giving them kind of like the highlight 
because a lot of people, as well as myself, like we aren't necessarily always confident on camera and there's, you know, practice makes perfect that comes with that. And so my initial thought of doing the show back in 2018 was to get myself confident on camera again. Mm -hmm. That was the, <laughs> that ultimately was like the biggest determining factor of why I wanted to start doing video content again. But then one thing that I noticed is a lot of my guests from then on there, they were like, oh my gosh, we don't know what to say. We're really nervous. And I was like, that's exactly why I'm doing this is because it gives you like the confidence to like literally start talking about your brand mm -hmm. or whatever is of passionate passion for you. And I'm literally sitting here next to you helping like kind of guide the conversation and just to show you that talking in front of the camera is not as difficult as it may seem because mm -hmm. yes, it's, it's interesting because you're not really looking at anybody or looking at someone in the, in the, in the eye when you're talking to them. So I think that's a lot of where the, the discomfort comes because a lot of people, you can talk with somebody and you're looking at their face and there's facial expressions, you're vibing, mm -hmm. it's good to go. But when you're just looking at like a screen, you're like, oh my gosh, I yeah. don't know how to connect. And so me being kind of the, the facilitator, but then also kind of the host, so to speak, I'm also kind of giving them the human interaction of like helping guide their story and their message while it's being documented and mm -hmm. recorded. And I've worked with the incredible Studio Lunis on launching mm -hmm. this show. And so a lot of the episodes up until now have been actually like fully curated videos. So we have the, the interview portion but then we'll also do B-roll videos as well as photos that they can use for their social media that's kind of light and, you know, just mildly curated to fit the contents of what the show is. Um, so there's a lot of content that they get out of that as well. But then also being facilitated with myself from the PR side and it's distributed on my market online. But in a time of uncertainty of how much human interaction you can have at this <laughs> time in thinking about what things can be done from an online perspective is I am going to be testing out the live show on social media to start maybe just expanding the brand a little bit further than just San Diego. Because with it being actually in-person filming, you are limited with no, it has to be very location specific. And I'm hoping that now with launching the live show, as imperfect as it's going to be in the beginning, it's just going to be able to give me the opportunity to connect with so many more people around the world. And that's essentially like what it's supposed to be. Is it supposed to be a means to like bring better stories to the online because our, our feeds are flooded with just so much negative stuff and I get it. It's it's information and news that we need to know to like make make sure that we're staying on track of everything. Mm -hmm. But I just want to bring the quirkiness of what who we are as like human beings. Bring that to the screen, and however it unfolds, it's just going to unfold. There's going to be no real. I guess like content focus other than like really again working with the guests to talk about how are you feeling right now mm -hmm. what are you doing to make a difference on your end whether that's just internally with yourself or what are you doing for your community yeah and yeah 
I don't know. Again, it's going to be a very imperfect start, but yeah. I'm so excited for it. That is so exciting. And again, we're in that season of like innovation and trial and error and just like new ideas. How can we expand what we currently have and know as a skill set? Even like if we're product based, how can we serve people online? How can we like, I don't know, I've seen so many cool ideas already, right? Like there's like, obviously like digital happy hours with their girlfriends and stuff. But then from a business standpoint, there's things like graphic designers making coloring pages that you could print out from home and like disconnect and just like, you know, focus on creating art. Or there's like my friend, Sam, she's doing like virtual painting lessons. And I'm just like, bitch, okay. You know, like grab some supplies from your local craft store. Cause even some of them, they're doing like, curbside pickup type of stuff like there's so many different ways people are innovating and still serving our communities which I think is so amazing and I hope does not stop anytime soon like who knows what will happen because like it'll like you know like every day is so different but um I truly feel like there's these moments and like the content that we're creating to bring people together and like you see these lives of like yeah all of these events and interviews are getting postponed but people are still making like the opportunity to show up like I think it was Colleen and she had that like live meditation um maybe it was like a week ago and it was at like everyone tuned in at 5 p.m and then she had the sound healer like who was in LA who was supposed to come to San Diego that day, but like they did it both remotely. It was the gentleman that was playing the the instrument. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I tuned into that. Yeah, I see. And like <laughs> it was just so cool to see like this collective come together and it was beyond what was initially gonna happen here in San Diego, but it was like everyone was able to tune in and it was like so beautiful to see that experience unfold. And that was like one of the first things that I saw that was like a live experience. And I'm like, I really do wonder how this is gonna continue unfolding and how people are gonna follow through with that and how people are gonna create these experiences because now that everyone's doing it, people are fighting for each other's attention now. And that was like another thing. I was just like, I want to do this thing too. But then I was also like, you know what? I, I, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with what I offer as a live piece yet to the point where I'm like, tune into this at 5 PM because I'm going to do this. Right. Because like everyone else is essentially doing the same thing. And I think that's kind of like where I'm at personally is like, how can I differentiate myself and my company and coffee and convos where we have something to offer beyond like our services, beyond just the podcast, beyond just like showing up on stories. And I think that's a challenge for a lot of us, but I also feel like we don't need to know the answers, you know, because I'm just like, I don't even think I need to do that. Like, I just feel like I just want to support everyone else around me and show up for them. And like, there was a moment, to be honest, like where yesterday I was just like, I have to do all these things. I have to make a list of like, how am I going to show up online? 
what can I do? I need to start making offerings and things. And I just felt so much pressure on myself when I felt, and I know you and I have talked about this, where it's just like, mm-hmm. you know what, I just need to take a step back and relax yeah. and then rest and refocus because like I need to focus on myself first. I need to focus on my mental health and my spirituality and my physical health and see like, what can I do for myself first? How can I show up for myself so that I can figure out what that does look like and translate to online because I don't feel like what I need to do personally is to show up live, you know, and like, I don't want to put that pressure on myself and to my team as well. So that like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like just turned into a tangent, but I was like, there's so many things on my mind. And that was a good tangent, (laughs) if that's what you would call it. I think it's just more of you expressing that, if your own cup's not full, how are you going to be of service to someone else? And you are a service provider, whether that is, or not even just a service provider, but like you give to others, whether that is just through emotional support, um, bringing the support of what you offer to them through a, a means of sharing their story, like what we're doing right now. And so if you're not feeling good, you know, with yourself, like how can you really kind of be, that person Mm -hmm. for others, you know, like you have to focus on you first and foremost before you are even able to kind of bring that outward. Totally. Thank you. You're welcome. It's like, girl, I feel you. You feel me. (laughs) Um, I'd love to talk about, um, there's so many community spaces here in San Diego and just worldwide even. Right. And I know you and I have talked about it where like, And it's something that makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm just like, I'm not about that. You know, like I want to shine light on how to empower women because, and what is a good way to really support and empower the women in our community, especially because I've seen so many things, heard so many things. I've been a part of these communities and there's times where I just don't feel comfortable or I don't align with these people. And there is to some extent, some like what I've noticed is people profiting off of, you know, women empowerment groups and like women only spaces and women only opportunities. And it makes me feel very weird about it because it's just like, Honestly, we're all offering the same information of like, this is how we can serve one another and this is how we could show up for one another. And like for people to charge maybe like a 50 to $100 price point for something that you could find online or you could find for way, way, way less than that for a more intimate community, I think is like, there's so much fluff out there in that space. And it makes me really uncomfortable to see that because I'm a woman myself and for me to want to invest in these spaces and these people, like what, how do we even look past that? You know, because just like, I feel like I had to invest in these things to figure it out, but I wish there was some kind of like bullshit detector for everyone, but like, I don't think that exists. So, (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, okay. I think this is my opinion about just the whole I think just what it represents in general is I think I'm going to keep bringing up unifying, but I think over the years 
And I, I, I love first and foremost, like how women entrepreneurship and women empowerment, just as the entity of what it brings. I think it's so beautiful. It's so powerful because I am a woman and I am in a different position of like having to step into my own power of being kind of a light and a source for other women. But I don't feel like I need to always broadcast that. And I think when you're just being so focused on that, it's almost kind of like you're pigeonholing the synergy of what it's like to work kind of like just outside women run companies or women run groups. Um, and again, I'm trying to say this is like the best as possible. It's just like there's still means to still kind of bring that same light and attention without having to broadcast it. Mm-hmm. Because going into what most women empowerment groups symbolize is, yes, it's focused more around women, but like they're so focused around women and not actually taking a look at how men empowerment and how actually like men are awakened and they are as supportive of women empowerment groups as well. And so I just feel that there needs to be a different way to kind of take the same concept but just bring the energy and the intention differently to where it's like a lot of men are waking it up, waking up mm-hmm. today and mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. And a lot of them want to support women run companies, women empowerment groups, but I don't think that they know how because the stigma of what women empowerment has become. It's very male negative, like, no, 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 we rise up together. We don't need your support kind of thing. Or at least that's what I've like sensed in some things in the past, or maybe just even like content that I've like soaked up. But I think there's just a way that like, we don't always have to just call it one entity. I think that there needs to be a shift in like the entity altogether. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Just like human empowerment. Yes, you know human I mean? empowerment. <laughs> Especially now, right? Because it's just like, like this coronavirus situation does not affect just like one type of person. Like now they're saying that like it is like there's, it's affecting more young people now. And it's just like, Oh, we thought we were immune to the point where people were traveling and still going to happy hour and shit. And now like, Oh fuck, you know, like (laughs) y'all, no one is immune to this. And I think again, I love that you bring in unity and, unifying this because it's just like you're right like there's been spaces where you know I would love to bring Adrian and be like oh my gosh this group of people are so amazing and like I think there's like always a time and place for things mm-hmm. you know what I mean and there's so much out there that I in my perspective a lot of people, media, brands even really do focus on selling women empowerment more than like actually empowering women. And like, you know, it was really difficult for me to feel supported or to find that. And instead of just like, you just, you know, when you look up women empowerment online and you like I don't know, you search up like clothing brands and stuff and it's just like they're big box fucking brands still, (laughs) you know, and they're just like slapping a word or phrase of like empowered women, empower women. And it's just like, okay. It's become a marketing tactic. Yes. And that's what I've seen and it just does not resonate with me. And I've 
yeah, I don't know. Even like you asking the question, I was like, how do I say how I really feel about it? Yeah. I feel that just with anything, and this is going to be just such a, a cheesy explanation, but it's like you go to the store and you know, milk cartons will have organic on it. And you're like, how organic can milk really be? Because it comes from a cow. Yeah. And so even organic product in the food industry has become a marketing tactic because they know that people will literally buy something on the label that says organic mm. because they think it's going to be healthier or better for them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the stigma that I've started feeling with the whole women empowerment movement that, like you said, it's like they're capitalizing on the notion of being all focused around women but if you're about raising and supporting why do you need to capitalize a lot of things don't need to be capitalized on like you can go in with the intention of just offering support and guidance to women who might need it but Mm. yeah you said it girl (laughs) you said it And I really appreciate you opening up because I know that was something we had talked about Mm -hmm. and we were just like, you know, there's some feelings that need to be uncovered here and just talked about more publicly because again, like as women, like how can we feel supported, especially in our community? How can we moving forward empower our communities, whether they're women, men, non-binary, like whoever they are. Like there's so many folks in our community who who are just seeking support and unity more than ever that it's like there, there isn't time to like, just like, you know, women only, men only or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like literally this is it, you guys. Like, but it's also so different because just like we have to come together, but we also have to stay home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's just like, how can we, I don't know. I'm just like, there's so many things that I want to talk about, yeah. but um, I would love to hear from you about yeah. how, how can we support one another in this digital like movement while we still can't like, see each other in person because Mm -hmm. social distancing is very much enforced right now even though like you know you and I aren't really practicing that (laughs) (laughs) I mean we're we're like a good yeah like distance from each other it's fine yeah (laughs) um yeah I think just again my my interpretation of how I perceive value is just so unique to me but if you're and I'm going to sound literally like a a social media graphic right now, ones that I've been sharing like crazy, but it's like, (laughs) if there's anything that you can do just to kind of shift somebody's emotion of how they might be feeling stagnant in their life and in their business. And it's so cheesy that this is kind of what it's come down to with social media, but even just a like and a comment of you actually showing up to offer like recognition of what you're putting out there. I mean, that speaks volumes, maybe not so much from like a financial perspective, but at least it's like, Hey, if there's anything that I can request of you right now is it's your time. And I think time is such a huge commodity. And so, yeah, everyone would look at comments on social media as like, Oh my gosh, like such high engagement. But it's like somebody literally took time out of their day to read my long form post all of the babbles that are in between that. (laughs) So when I get a comment, I am like, oh my gosh, it's this notion that I was like, I know that you took time to read all of my babble nonsense of whatever was resonating with me in a moment of even my unclarity, Mm. that speaks volumes. And if they got value out of it, then that's even more of like, 
a win for me because I was like, oh my gosh, well, the time that I took to show up for myself, it showed up in a, a good way for someone else. And again, it just kind of builds that synergy within you and that person now that you're like, oh my gosh, you see me and now I see you mm. even more. And then it just builds that, that trust. And so I know that that's just such a cheesy way, but it's like even just taking time to comment or even just reach out to someone and from a full hearted, like good intention perspective of just like, Hey, I'm showing up for you because I really want to know how you're doing. And I'm so transparent. If I get asked, how are you doing? I'm like, yep, not doing so well. I just mm-hmm. drank a whole entire bottle of wine, ate two pints of ice cream. I have no shame, <laughs> but that just gives you some perspective that I'm feeling a little emotional right now. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, and then if there's any, you know, with the the digital space now, like I have attended so many virtual things now, and I love how, you know, the curators and the people behind the groups are offering this complimentary because they literally just want to bring people together to unify how they're feeling. And I have had the opportunity to see strangers all across the world, like cry on camera, like mm-hmm. to my face, just because they don't really know how to navigate their emotion. And I'm the kind of person, if I see someone cry because I'm such an empath, I start crying. But then it just, it's so beautiful because you're like, I see you and I have no idea. I have know nothing about you other than what you just told me right now. And you know nothing about me other than like what I'm telling you. But it's just the fact that like we're able just to understand mm-hmm. and like give our time and our support the best way that we can. So if there's anybody out there that's offering, you know, empowerment groups or just any type of virtual thing where you just can come on and literally have a pity party with like 150 other people (laughs) across the world. (laughs) I mean, if someone's promoting that, like the least that you can do is like share it or even try to attend for 10, 15 minutes just to kind of pop on, see if it's your vibe because I know that for some people it is going to be this huge shift of like not so much going and reporting to a physical location, but starting to take those conversations and those relationships online. And so I know it's going to be uncomfortable for some people. The same as it's uncomfortable to get on any type of camera in Mm -hmm. the beginning, but you know, we're kind of all in this together and just, I don't know, just put some feelers out there, see what sticks, but yeah, there, there's support out there. It's just, you kind of have to be ready to like ask for it. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Well, we're pretty close to wrapping up the podcast. I can't believe how quickly that went by. I'm like, it says like we're at 59 minutes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, So I'll leave you with two questions. My first one is, what is one last piece of advice you'd like to give our listeners who are in this, who are you know, really aspiring to be entrepreneurs themselves, to start a business, to learn more about how they could brand themselves, of how can they show up for themselves fully? How can they show up for themselves fully? Oh, and I can't even take credit for this because I met (laughs) someone recently and I mean, this woman, her name's Brooke and she, she helped me get through such a big block in that moment. It was so crazy. It's like we all have inner critics. Mm -hmm. And if there's any time that our inner critic comes out the most is when you want to start something new that you know is going to be like a huge game changer for yourself. 
And so if you're a new entrepreneur or somebody that's wanting to start an online show or start a, an influencer account or a YouTube channel, whatever the situation may be, don't let like the inner critic like creep in too much. And again, I can't take credit for this exercise. And it's an exercise that has been out there for a while, but there's just something about this interaction with this call with some girl that I literally have never met in person, met her on Instagram. She's here in San Diego, but we got on the phone and for 20 minutes, she's like, what value can I bring to you? Like in our 20 minutes. So I just kind of started telling my pain points and she's like, sounds like your inner critics are like starting to come out. And I was like, yes, they are. And I was like, sometimes they're really silent, but I'm like, they're starting to become really loud, especially in a time of uncertainty. And so again, I'm following her kind of model of what she kind of helped me with, but she's like, name them, like name your inner critics. And so anytime that they start to pop up, be like, Hey, Brenda, I need you to shut up. (laughs) Like, I see you, I hear you, but like take the back seat. And so I know that that's more of like mindset work, but I think a lot of when you're wanting to start something new, a lot of it comes from your mindset and you have to trust and respect that if that idea came to you, it's for a reason and you need to act upon it. And so while you're in your fun daydream process and visualization of it, if your inner critics come up, name them and just build a conversation with them to be like, listen, I hear you. I see you. I feel you, but I can't deal with you right now. Mm-hmm. Like go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's great. It's like my woo woo response to that. I like that. I definitely have to. I'm like, what am I going to name them? <laughs> and I was like, Brenda just came up and I was like, that's my aunt's name. So I don't know if I should name her Brenda, <laughs> but I'm like, interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. Awesome. And our last question, which I, ask every guest is because I truly feel there's so much power in conversation and of course over a cup of coffee and so who would you have a coffee and combos with (laughs) yeah I think and this is normally my response to these types of questions but the model Ashley Graham (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. I love her. I just love everything that she represents. You know, obviously she represents a lot of women empowerment through just like her being a woman and her kind of stepping into her own power. But again, it's just only from like her own personal experience. But I mean, she's married, has children. We have the same name, obviously. Literally the same exact name. Yeah, same exact name, spelt the same way, but... There's another reason as to why I would love to have coffee with her based off of things that I don't really want to say publicly because it's not, it's not like in alignment with how I think social media needs to be operated, but I can just, I feel her like I feel her potential pain when it comes to online trolls or online Mm -hmm. hate because I've seen some of it come through because people have mistakenly identified me for her on Facebook. Mm. And I think it would just be such a humbling experience to actually sit down with her and just talk about like how she has gone through potential hate and criticism from an online and offline perspective. Oh, wow. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I think it would be amazing to talk with her over coffee. That would be such a lot of stories. Yeah, a lot. I bet 
first off, the same name situation. Mm-hmm. Love it. I remember when I was just like, wait, Ashley Graham, the model, Ashley Graham, the publicist. Hold the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very interesting. I think I had to like really like, okay, they're different people. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, and both public people yes. at the same time. So I think that's so fascinating. Um, but anyways, before we like literally talk for another hour um, and end the show, um, where can everybody find you, connect with you, and kind of learn more about Coffee Babble yeah. and what you do? Yeah, so you can just find me all on social media at your brandista. That's brand and then I-S-T-A, right? You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably the easiest way to find me. Primarily active on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, actually, I'm active on all of them. I'm going to retract that statement. But yes, best way to find me and Coffee Babble. We'll have a lot of announcements actually coming up here soon. So. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much again thank for being you. here. You're amazing. And thank you all for tuning in. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in to the Coffee Convos podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please rate us and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're streaming on. Our team would greatly appreciate it. The Coffee Convos podcast is produced by Futures Past, and our original theme song is produced by Sounds by DJ.